0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. This morning, my friends, the reality and the issue in our Christian life of receiving the mercy and forgiveness of Christ into our lives, but then becoming vessels of mercy and forgiveness towards others is on the table. The Gospel of St. Matthew in chapter 18, our gospel reading from today, just before what was read, our Lord had already been teaching about how to deal with offenses that come from conflicts between people. And after his teaching, Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Up to seven times. And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. This answer of Christ to Peter, it reveals to us that mercy and forgiveness is essential to the Christian life. Again, both receiving it into our lives, becoming it and giving it away to others. Our Lord's answer also tells us why. Because we're gonna find today mercy and forgiveness This is who God is, not just something that He offers and gives to all. This is why it's so important that we grow to walk in His way of mercy and forgiveness by the grace that He gives us. Consider His answer to Peter. How many times must I forgive my brother who offends me? And His answer is 70 times 7. Now the hearers would have heard this in a couple of different ways and both would have been right. They would have understood first that to be an unending, infinite number. That we give mercy and we forgive others without end. For this is the nature of Christ our God. But this number also would have been understood as the pure 77 times. And both St. Augustine and many of the church fathers, they tell us this. St. Augustine teaches that that number 77 is actually the fullness of the number of the generations in Christ's genealogy from Adam to Jesus Christ himself. You see, from Adam to Joseph in the genealogies is 76 generations. Our Lord Jesus Christ is the 77th. Here's St. Augustine's teaching. What then does seven times 70 times seven mean? Listen, my friends, to this great mystery, this wonderful gift. Luke reckoned up to Adam. And so there are enumerated in total 77 generations from Christ up to Adam and from Adam up to Christ. Note 77. So then, if no generation was omitted, There is no exemption of any trespass that ought not to be forgiven. In other words, in Jesus Christ was manifest the mercy and the forgiveness of God for every generation. And every soul in each generation. From the fall to the incarnation. And from there for every generation that would come beyond our Lord Jesus Christ. Think about that. When Jesus answers, How many times must we forgive? His answer, As I have offered mercy and forgiveness to every soul in every generation because of my love for every soul in every generation. You see, that's who He is. That is the divine nature. And by grace, we need to let Him share that nature with us so that we can participate in it. And His mercy and and forgiveness is most clearly and powerfully manifest through our Lord Jesus Christ's ministry upon the cross. Listen to the words of Saint Hilary of Poitiers. Since no generation was omitted, see he's seeing the generation 77 as well. Since no generation was omitted, no generation misses out on the full <laughs> gift of divine forgiveness in the cross so also should we learn to forgive each other to the same extent that God has fully forgiven us. The frequency of pardon shows us there is never a time for undue anger, since God pardons us all of our sins in their entirety by His gift rather than by our merit. In every way He teaches us to be like Him in humility and in goodness in weakening and breaking breaking the impulses of our rampant passions, He strengthens us. Listen to this. How does He strengthen us? He strengthens us by the example of His leniency. That's a powerful thought. As He's forgiving us all of our offenses from all of our passions, He strengthens us by His mercy. He strengthens us by His leniency towards us. By granting us in faith pardon for all of our sins. Leniency. I hear that word and I keep in my heart going. Thank you Jesus. Because I know me. Leniency towards me. Forbearance. Christ long suffering. Always targeting and directed at me. And doing so for every soul. In every generation since the fall and moving forward. His mercy was such that He came to us in the Incarnation and He comes to us now when we are at our absolute weakest moments, when we are most steeped in our failures, and He offers in those moments relief and redemption by His mercy and His forgiveness toward us. On the cross, in the greatest agony, Christ being nailed to the cross, what are we told that He's doing? Praying for the nailers. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Divine, if you can see this, divine mercy flowing through the very agony of Christ our God, given to the ones who are causing Him the suffering. Because He loved the souls He was suffering for. To be mercy for them. And when He would give up His Spirit, never forget this. He would descend into Hades and, by the way, stand in front of the 76 generations. All of them, from Adam to that moment. And what would He do regarding those generations that did not have a prayer to be made whole as we do? For they didn't have the finished work of the One who was now standing before them, nor the Holy Spirit joining them to the Trinity in their lifetime. What does He do? He stands before them with the mercy offering of Himself for the remission of those 76 generations of sins, every soul in their entirety, including Adam and Eve. I say all that. Can we not let our souls for just a moment gaze at the wonder of the limitless mercy and forgiveness manifest in who God is expressed through Jesus Christ? Because that powerful mercy you see descending into Hades, hanging on the cross. That powerful mercy is 24-7 wanting to direct itself into the souls of each one of us for our experience. What is our Lord's teaching in answer to Peter's question as to how many times must we forgive? It's this. You must take the grace that I have given to you. Let me heal you by the experience of mercy and forgiveness in your own life. And then become that mercy and forgiveness that I am to the souls who offend you as you have offended me. Now our Lord doesn't stop there by the way. He goes on with Peter asking the question to teach his disciples and followers using a parable. And He would teach them something that I promise you would strike godly fear into His disciples. By the way, godly, healthy fear is the beginning of Christian wisdom. So we need to hear His words as they heard His words. As He tells the parable of the unforgiving servant. He said, a king comes to collect the debts of all of his servants together. And one of his servants comes before the king owing 10,000 talents. Now understand that number. No common citizen could pay back that amount of money in their entire lifetime to the king. But that's what's owed. And that servant falls before the king, crying out for mercy and crying out for patience. And we're told that the king had compassion on that servant. And the king forgave all of his debt. Erasing it entirely. He owed nothing. His slate was completely clean. An unbelievable act of mercy by the king to the servant. And later on that servant comes across the fellow servant that owed him just a little bit of money. Practically a day's wage. And that servant that owed him money pled with the same heart for mercy, forbearance, and patience from his fellow servant. But that servant denied And he had that fellow servant thrown into prison until he could pay the little amount that was owed to him. Now listen to the response of the king. The king who had shown such great mercy to his servant. He finds out about this and how does he react? Please listen because our Lord is trying to teach us something here. He had the servant brought before him and said, You wicked servant. You were forgiven much, something you could never pay back. And this your fellow servant owed you so little. You should have given him the same mercy that I gave you, that you experienced. And the king then had that servant given over to the torturers in prison. And the fullness of debt was laid back on his shoulders to pay back. Those are frightening words. By our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the Word of God speaking to us. God knows what unforgiveness does in the broken souls of humanity. Unforgiveness, holding offenses, and the anger against another human person being, another human being that's harbored, is the absolute opposite of who God is. And because of that, will always have an adverse and unfavorable impact on our lives and on our souls. And our Lord is being so serious about this because He knows that those who harbor unforgiveness in their heart, they are in such damaging, self-imposed shackles by their unforgiveness in their own soul. To me, my prayer this morning, perhaps it should be all our prayer this morning, is, Lord... Help us all stand in clear view and in awe of your mercy that we are drawn to receive it ourselves and therefore participate in it toward others who have offended us as we offend you daily. And still as we offend you daily, you are so lenient, you are so forbearing, you are so patient and long-suffering with us. You know, I found something to be true in my struggle earlier in my life. When I had greater struggles to come to the forgiveness of those who offended me. Don't hear that I don't still struggle. Every human being struggles to come to forgiveness. But thank God, after 20 years of learning things of Christ, it's less now than it was then. And I find it to be true in many parishioners who struggle to forgive those who have deeply offended them from their offenses. And that truth is this. That those who struggle in their lives... To open up just an aperture of their soul. Those who struggle to let Christ pour His mercy into them. Those who struggle to let Christ erase their debt. And to be relieved have a very hard time forgiving others. But those who do open their souls and let Christ flood in His mercy and experience that mercy. They have a much easier time fighting through their humanity. To give the divine forgiveness and mercy of God to those who have offended them. You see it's the same truth as scripture that communicates to us. We love. Why? Because he first loved us. The same thing is true in mercy. We become a people of mercy and forgiveness. when we experience mercy and forgiveness of our Savior in our daily lives. Open your soul the divine mercy of God and you will become it. You'll become a vessel of mercy and forgiveness to others and your soul most of all will be set free. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.